We are glad to be back with you, and we're thankful that you're with us. And uh, we're getting ready for Lent. Uh, today is going to be a sermon that uh, starts prepping you for the Lent season, and we'll give you more specific dates on that uh, uh, in just a moment. We're going to ask you to really, the majority of the sermon is going to be in Matthew 6, so we want to go there, but I'm going to give you Matthew 5, 6 uh, to start off. Uh, the Lord is saying that uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, uh, for they are blessed, and it says they will be filled. Let's pray together. Father, help me to be a plain preacher today, <clears throat> so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit. Any word of knowledge you give to me to speak to a person or their situation, if you prompt to me with it, I want to be obedient to speak to it. And you will remind me that you look at all of us, but you look at me differently. I'm a teacher of your word, therefore I'm under a greater judgment, a more strict judgment, and I do accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus I pray, his name, his name that I preach. Matthew 6, 1 uh, begins with us telling us about praying and about, we're going to be talking about fasting, we're going to be talking about generosity, uh, and I want you to know that these are three elements that we're going to deal with in Lent. We'll get there in a moment. But uh, Matthew 6 can be practicing some of the disciplines of the Christian life. And remember, uh, they're about being with him and doing these for him, not for people, and definitely not for show. And what you're going to see in these passages is that the Father is a rewarder. He loves to reward his people. And I want to take you to uh, Hebrews eleven six for just a moment and let you see that. It says, Now without faith it is impossible to please God, for the one who draws near to him, which is what we do during the Lent season, the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who diligently seek after him, which is going to be a, 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 a more con concentrated focus during Lent of uh, seeking after him. And I, I love this verse. It's a life verse for me. So the Lent season starts on Wednesday, uh, February the 17th. It really just goes through April the 3rd, which is Saturday. And then Easter is April the 4th on that Sunday. And we do three things during Lent. Uh, and when we do these three things, we're practicing generosity. We are praying more and often, and then we are beginning the fasting. So Lent has three areas of concentration, generosity and prayer and fasting. And I want to show you in uh, Philippians 4.8, this comes out of a, a sermon uh, a few weeks ago when I was talking about during this pandemic, what are some things we can do? Uh, to come to combat what we're going through. One is pray, and then later, and that's in Philippians 4. And then later on in 4.8, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any moral excellence, if there is any praise, dwell on these things. You need to be able to do that. So we're going to take the Lent season and focus on every one of these, like the, the first week of Lent. We're going to focus on whatever is true. The second week of Lent, what is honorable? The third, what is just? And it's all coming out of Philippians 4.8. And we're going to have a task for you to do during that week 
of Lent as you practice this. So we're seeking Him. Lent is a season where we're going to rearrange our life. We're going to adjust it so that we can put these things into it of generosity and prayer and with fasting. And uh, Matthew 6, 1 says, as we kick all this off, it says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of people to be seen by them. Otherwise, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. And I just read to you in Hebrews 11, it says he loves to reward his people. And you're going to be picking up on this all through Matthew 6. I do believe in a good God who does reward his people, and the Father is looking to be able to do that. So when we deal with Lent, uh, one of the things I want to focus on is in Galatians 5, and 23. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness. And then I want you to focus on the word self-control. Uh, we really want all these things in our life, but during the Lent season, it's an area of self-control. I've got to rearrange my schedule so I can pray more and often. I've got to rearrange my schedule so that I can do fasting. I've got to rearrange my schedule so that it has room for generosity. Uh, and it, self-control is something we deal with during the Lent season. Uh, we don't pay as much attention to our desires and our wants as we do to what we need to do in the kingdom. Uh, so if you're a part of Hope Church in your home, uh, you, you have your Easter code book. We used it last year. I'm going to reuse it again this year. And, and we have some more at our church building, our worship center, to be able to uh, give out. We have a, a, a few extra boxes. But if you can find that and reuse that, we can read together during Lent again, and then that will be helpful. In Matthew 6, uh, 2 through 4, uh, the Lord says this in his teaching. And we're talking about generosity or giving. And remember, generosity is one of the three things we focus on during Lent. So whenever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be applauded by people. He says, I assure you, they, they have their reward. But when you give to the poor, don't let the left hand uh, know what the right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. And look at this. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Uh, I want to take you to verse two of this and look at it. It says, so whenever, so when you give, listen, the Lord's teaching here says when you give, not if you give. There is the expectations of those of us who follow the Lord to be generous. No, it doesn't just need to happen during the Lent season. It needs to be a part of our life, period. But we use Lent to capture and to refocus what we should be doing all throughout the year that is before us. So he says, when, when you give, not if you give, there's great expectation. He said, don't announce it. Don't announce your giving. Don't, don't look for public praise in your giving. And the giving is to others, but the giving is before the Father. And it says that he, he rewards those. He sees what you do in secret for him, with him, by him, and he rewards that. So the first thing in, in, in Matthew 6 is Jesus is teaching his own generosity. And remember, when you give, not if you give. 
In Matthew 6, 5 through 8, he starts dealing with prayer, which is one of the second things we handle during the Lent season. Is a, it becomes a, a, a focus, all these weeks of prayer. Here's what he says in, in Matthew 6, 5, 8. It says, whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. I assure you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your private place, your private room, shut your door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't babble like the idolaters since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them because your father knows the things you ask or the things that you need uh, before, before you even ask them. He knows these things. Uh, when it comes to prayer, I want to remind you that in verse 5, he says, when you pray, not if you pray. There is this another picture of expectation of praying. Don't make it a public show. I've, I've often said this, and some people get offended by it. I just want to make you think for a moment. It's not, it's not uh, my desire to offend you. But um, there's not a lot of good things said about public prayer in Scripture. Now, are you going, hey, public prayer in the church service, and the word, is it wrong? It's not wrong. But uh, one thing in Hope Church we do is we get you to participate in the prayer. We don't want to use prayer as a transition piece from one segment or one segue of the service to the other. We really facilitate the prayer where you are participating in the prayer that it's just not somebody up there giving it. And we do it on this. We, it really comes from Matthew 6 and Jesus teaching on it. So there's not a lot of kind things said about public flowery prayers. Um, don't pray your empty words with your flowery speech. Make it match what he already knows. In other words, he knows what you need and your prayers need to be fitting what he already knows about you that are in conjunction with his will. We also pray in private. I, I know there can be a lot about praying together and I used to see bumper stickers that families that pray together stay together and I've seen all those slogans and trite little sayings, but uh, it's, there's nothing wrong with praying with your family. But the most important thing is that you go off and be alone with the Father. And the Father who sees you in secret, He is waiting to reward you in secret. Uh, he sees you seeking Him. Let me just give you something real simple here. Here's what I think the Father does. Uh, there's four of us in this room right now as we're filming this. And it's one thing for us to pray together, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's another thing when I readjust my schedule and I rearrange my life, and I go off somewhere by myself and shut the door and focus on him, I'm going to tell you something. Heaven pays attention when somebody repents, and it says they, they give praise. They, they, there's joy when, when one sinner repents. I'm going to tell you, heaven pays attention when you leave the world's agenda and go spend time with him. I think the Father sees me and you shutting the world out, and all that we need to do, all the T's we have to cross, all the I's we have to dot, and he sees us just closing that, closing the door to that and going off and seeking him. Um, when, when, when he sees you seeking him, changing schedules, appointments, there's a reward for that. There's a reward for that. I grew up on the hymn called Sweet Hour of Prayer, and there's one little segment 
that talks about going off to pray with the Father, and it says it calls me from a world of care. In other words, I, I've got all these demands, earthly, worldly demands. I, I'm readjusting to go spend with him. I hope you're seeing that. I hope you're seeing that he sees that, that he sees when you leave the world and go to seek him and spend time to, to talk and to listen, to pray and to listen. And he rewards that. Everything I've given you and everything I will give you today says that he sees what you're doing and that he will reward you. Matthew 6, 9 through 13 uh, continues our focus on prayer. He says, therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, honored, honor and, and glory to your name, your holy name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today, this day, our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have, uh, we, who have become debtors. And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Let's break it down real quick in the prayer because we're still on prayer. Remember, he said, when you pray, not if you pray. Remember, he said, when you give, not if you give. There's great expectation as a follower of Christ that you're generous and you're a praying person. Uh, in your prayer, and you may want to use this during Lent, just use the Lord's Prayer, but walk through it. One of the first things we do is we honor the Father because the Father's always at work. But the second thing we do is we welcome his kingdom. Uh, I'm, I look and minister to initiate his heavenly plan on, in this world. That's my calling. Uh, that's my calling is to remind you that there's a heavenly plan that he wants us to initiate and to usher in his kingdom. So I welcome his kingdom. Make my request. What's your daily bread? What are your needs? Make those requests. Ask to be forgiven, and not only that, be willing to forgive others. And this could be a great practice during Lent. Write down the people you have grudges against. Write down the people that you have major problems with and, uh, and pray for them. And then if, if somebody's done you wrong, forgive them. Let Lent be a time where you practice uh, not only asking for forgiveness, but forgiving other people and even maybe letting them know about it. Asking God to guide us away from temptation and to warn us about the hole in the road or the trap or the bridge that's out. You know, and I don't mean that, just, I mean that figuratively. I'm talking about sin uh, of just guiding us away from temptation and then the protection from the evil one who has a plan for us to fall into the trap. Uh, just protect us from, make us aware, give us a Holy Spirit sense of what is really going on and what traps are out there that I need to avoid. You may want to incorporate the Lord's Prayer in your Lent service uh, during the time that you're practicing it between the 17th and Easter, uh, which is in early April. Uh, see that. So we've handled generosity, we've handled praying, and then in Matthew 6, we're going to handle fasting. That's everybody's favorite, right? In uh, uh, fasting, uh, he, he does his teaching on fasting in verses 16 through 18. It says, whenever you fast, don't be sad-faced like hypocrites, uh, for they make their faces unattractive, so their fasting is obvious to people. 
I assure you, they already have their reward. He's said that for the third time. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that you do not show your fasting to people, but to your father who is in secret. And again, your father who sees in secret, he will reward you. The picture here in fasting was that people made themselves look rough. Uh, and so that people will ask, what are you doing? What's going on? Well, I'm fasting for the Lord. Oh, you precious saint of God, right? Uh, and it's meant to call attention to you. Listen, when you're going through the Lent season and you're, you're, your generosity and you're praying and you're, you're fasting, none of this is meant to call attention to you. It is all meant for you to seek him more diligently it's not, a, it's not a picture of what you are doing. And you ask about fasting. What can you do? And there's a lot of things you can do. You can, you can, you can not have a meal a day because 80% of the world only has one meal a day. Uh, most of the world only has less than 1,000 calories of food per day. And you're going, am I telling you to do that? No, I'm just giving you an example. Some, some fast from things that, um, that a luxury that you may have. Some fast from technology, uh, just get off Facebook, get off social media, get off their phone. Uh, they, may, they may do that. I've seen people be able to do, there's a lot of things. But when you're fasting, you're replacing it with prayer and, and generosity. Uh, in other words, let's say you don't do a meal a day. You just uh, Monday through Saturday, and remember Sundays you celebrate, so you're back into your normal life on Saturday on Sundays. So Monday through Saturday, let's say you're fasting one meal a day. Well, whatever the money is for that meal, let's just say ten dollars. Then there's sixty bucks. Well, go be generous with that sixty bucks. Go bless somebody. When it comes to that, just becomes a picture. Again, Jesus teaches here. When you fast, not if you fast. He said that with all three, generosity, praying, and fasting. When you fast, not if you fast. And it goes back to what I gave you earlier in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And that is the picture. All of that is important for you to live with and for you to, to be an example of. But we're focusing now on self-control. Fasting is a, I'm gonna control uh, my desires and my wants. I'm going to control them. I'm going to put them under the Spirit, and I'm going to control them and let Him empower me to be able to do that. Uh, listen, I don't want you looking gloomy. I want you looking normal. Don't call attention to yourself when you're doing any of these, generosity, prayer, or fasting. Remember the attention is on Him. And again, He says, the Father who sees you doing this in secret will reward you. He says that for everything that is there. Uh, remember what we started off with in Matthew 5, 6. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they are blessed and for they will be filled. The world will always leave you empty, will always leave you wanting more. The kingdom, the kingdom is fruitful. It is effective. It is mysterious and it will fill you because you're accomplishing something. You're a part of something that's much bigger than yourself. And when it comes to the Lent season, as we're prepping you for that and we'll walk you through it every week, 
And no matter where you're watching from, we, we want you to jump in with us and participate in our activities. And we'll be giving you those challenges every week. But it boils down to John 3.30. John 3.30 is he must increase and I must decrease. That's what the focus on Lent is. Generosity, praying, and fasting. He says, not if you do them, when you do them. And he says, the Father who sees you doing these things, he will reward you. You're going to say, hey, Pastor Jeff, are you doing this for the reward? Who out there doesn't like a reward? Who doesn't like it? You know, especially, and if I get it from the Father, then it's deserving. He doesn't just throw those things out randomly. If, 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 if we get a reward from the Father, then he, he's, we're not going to fool him. In other words, we're not going to say, hey, you, that's not fair. You did that. And he, if he gives you a reward, it's just. And I, I want to please him. Don't you? I mean, whoever's watching down deep inside, don't you want to please? I want to please my heavenly father. Uh, he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And I really deep down, even on, on days when I'm selfish, there's something inside of me that still wants to please my heavenly father. And Jesus is teaching one way to do that is be generous. Do it in secret. Pray. Do it in secret. Fast. Do it in secret. Because we're rearranging our life to meet him. And if he gives us a reward, it's because we haven't fooled him. It's because he is just and we deserve that reward. So yeah, I, I love rewards from the heavenly father. James wrote, every good and perfect gift comes from the father and the father of lights. So we, we want to remind you on that today and pray that you'll hop in there with us and you'll reread Matthew 6 all over again and just know that he's going to do wonderful things through you during this lit season and then we'll be moving into Philippians 4.8 every week and showing you one of the things to do, okay? So during this time, prepare yourself, get ready, generosity, praying, <clears throat> and fasting. And uh, figure out what you're going to do in all those categories. And then watch what the Lord does in and through you during the Lent season. We're grateful you're with us. We say we love you. And as we always close, grace and peace. Make sure you live in both of them, okay? We'll see you. God bless.